0: Good morning, Alex and friends. I'm Grace. Today is Monday, October 30th, 2023, and you're listening to Alex's News. The weather is looking pleasant in Riverside today, with a high of 78.8 degrees and a low of 55.8. In today's episode, we'll be exploring some intriguing topics. First, we'll tackle the rise of AI, how it's revolutionizing industries, prompting ethical queries, and steering us into a deeply intriguing future. Then, we'll delve into the grand shift towards electric vehicles, the job losses, struggles of battery suppliers, and its extensive societal impacts. In the day's fresh scoop, we'll have a rundown of the latest big headlines from Reuters. We'll also examine HSBC's financial turbulence, as they report lower-than-expected Q3 profits, and announce a whopping $3 billion share buyback. Stay tuned for these compelling stories and much more right here on Alex's News. Today's top story concerns the impact of artificial intelligence on several corners of our society, from job markets and healthcare to environmental concerns and even criminal justice. Various reports have been published recently examining these areas. Let's kick off a detailed discussion about these stories with our expert news reporter,
1: Ethan. Thanks, Grace. Our first report comes straight from the New York Times, delving into how AI is transforming the job market. The potential of AI to automate tasks can lead to job losses in various industries, which makes upskilling and retraining necessary adaptations for the changing workforce.
0: So, it seems while AI might boost efficiency and productivity, there could also be downsides, particularly for worker privacy and autonomy.
1: Exactly, Grace. The key here is finding a balance between utilizing the potential of AI without jeopardizing personal privacy or job security.
0: Moving along, there's another article from the New York Times exploring the use of AI technology in healthcare. Can you tell us more about that, Ethan?
1: This article discusses AI's revolutionizing role in medicine, from disease diagnosis to assistance in surgeries. The potential for AI to enhance patient outcomes and system efficiency is immense. However, there's also an urgent need to consider ethical implications, data privacy, and a possible over-reliance on AI for medical decisions.
0: Quite a lot to balance there. Is there any talk of regulations or guidelines?
1: Definitely, Grace. The article emphasizes the need for robust regulations and ethical guidelines to ensure the responsible use of AI in healthcare.
0: Up next, we have a story from the MIT Technology Review discussing AI and the climate crisis. Could you elaborate on that, Ethan?
1: Absolutely. The article discusses how AI can contribute to reducing greenhouse emissions and optimizing energy consumption. However, the carbon footprint of AI itself is a major concern. Hence, the article calls for a responsible approach to AI development to support rather than exacerbate the climate crisis.
0: Lastly, we have a piece from WIRED investigating the impact of AI on the criminal justice system.
1: What's the gist of this story, Ethan? The report explores how AI is used in predictive policing, risk assessment, and sentencing decisions. But the risk of such systems perpetuating bias and inequalities is a pressing concern. Therefore, the article highlights the need for careful oversight and transparency to prevent misuse and wrongful convictions.
0: So it seems that as with other areas, the key here is balance and oversight of AI use.
1: That's correct, Grace. I holds potential for significant societal transformation, but also presents numerous concerns about privacy, job displacement, bias, and ethics. It's crucial that we have nuanced regulations to both harness the benefits and address these concerns.
0: Thank you for that insightful analysis, Ethan. This topic is certainly one to watch as technology
1: continues to evolve pleasure discussing it with you, Grace.
0: Our next story centers around the electric vehicle, or EV, sector. It appears the global shift towards EVs could have significant implications for workers in the auto industry and for manufacturers' profits. To provide us with an in-depth analysis, we turn to our reliable news reporter, Chloe.
2: Can you lay out the situation for us, Chloe? Of course, Grace. Our story today revolves around several key incidents, all illustrating different facets of the EV transition. First, the closure of the Marelli auto parts factory in Italy is perhaps a warning of job losses that might follow with the phase out of gasoline-powered vehicles in the European Union from 2035 onwards. This decision renders the production of internal combustion engine parts, like those produced by Marelli, obsolete. But the impact is felt instantly, even before the majority of consumers owning electric cars, with the potential of up to 70,000 job losses in Italy alone.
0: That sounds quite severe, but how does this impact other areas of the industry?
2: That's where our story takes another turn. Grace Panasonic, a major battery supplier for Tesla, announced a reduction in its battery production and lowered its profit outlook amidst a global slowdown in EV sales, especially in North America. This is largely due to reduced demand for high-end EVs, underlining the fact that changes in automotive market trends have immediate impacts on supplier businesses. Similar problems are anticipated by another major player, LG Energy Solution, which is expecting slower revenue growth in 2024 due to a slowdown in the economies of China and Europe. I see, so it seems like this is impacting not just
0: workers, but the companies themselves. Is there any plan of action from the companies?
2: Yes Grace, these companies are definitely strategizing to adjust to this changing market trend. LG Energy Solution intends to reduce production in its Poland factory but also plans to expand its production capacity in its Arizona plant and develop cheaper lithium iron phosphate batteries by 2026. The goal here is to meet growing demands for more affordable EVs.
0: It appears the conversation about changing to greener energy needs to include potential economic and employment consequences. Is that something industry
2: leaders and policymakers are currently considering? Absolutely, Grace. The transition will be a test in striking a balance between achieving sustainability goals and ensuring economic stability and job security during this period. Policymakers and industry leaders need to navigate this carefully as they make decisions that could potentially reshape entire economies.
0: That's a lot to consider. Thank you for your insights, Chloe, on what's clearly a complex and far-reaching issue.
2: Always glad to help unpack these complex matters, Grace. Moving
0: on to our third story of the day. A major incident has made headlines across Europe. Ethan, our dedicated correspondent for the area, is here with more on the situation. Ethan, can you tell our listeners what's happening?
1: Absolutely, Grace. So, what we have is a series of significant clashes among protesters and police in Europe. According to the highly reliable news agency Reuters, it all started due to new rules that the government wanted to implement, but a large group of citizens sees these rules as infringing on their civil liberties.
0: Quite a situation. Could you delve deeper into the marquee incidents that have been prominently reported?
1: yes, the two key incidents that have garnered a lot of attention involve violent responses to peaceful protests. In a single night, more than 200 people were detained, and the number of people injured is still unclear. In one instance, a police station was set ablaze by the angered crowd.
0: Those are indeed some alarming incidents. Now that we understand the situation a bit better, could you speculate on the potential ramifications of these clashes, Ethan?
1: Of course, Grace, it's hard to be precise when predicting such outcomes, but we could see increased public unrest resulting in more violent clashes and a possible governmental sweep to suppress dissent. If big changes aren't made to the proposed rules, things might spiral even further and potentially disrupt the local economy and social harmony.
0: It's definitely a bit of a powder keg. Ethan, are there
1: any other deciding elements or details our listeners should be aware of here? One relevant factor is the widespread dissatisfaction with the existing political structure. Going off reports from Reuters, the recent decisions have not only vexed liberals but also hardened conservatives who believe in preserving individual rights. This is a truly bipartisan issue with significant obstacles to a satisfactory resolution.
0: Certainly sounds like a complex situation with a lot of moving parts. It will be fascinating to see how this ultimately plays out. Ethan, thanks for bringing us this in-depth report.
1: Always glad to provide the information, Grace.
0: Our next story takes us to the financial sector, where banking giant HSBC has been making some quite interesting moves. For those just joining us, HSBC this week reported its results for the third quarter of 2021, and they're giving investors something to talk about. Joining us to break down all the details is our finance reporter, Chloe.
2: Chloe, can you give us an overview of what's happening? Absolutely, Grace. HSBC announced a whopping $7.7 billion profit, which is more than double from last year. However, it still wasn't enough to meet expectations largely due to rising expenditures. The bank cited an increase in wages and technology spending as the primary causes.
0: That's really intriguing, because we usually see boosts in tech spending as investments rather than expenses. Now the bank has also announced a $3 billion share buyback program. Can you explain this to our
2: audience, Chloe? Sure. A share buyback essentially means that the company is repurchasing its own shares from the marketplace. This reduces the number of publicly available shares, often with an aim to boost share price and return excess cash to shareholders. Now, these buybacks are typically seen by investors as signals of confidence from the company and its future prospects.
0: And yet, despite the profit dip and rising costs, HSBC's buyback was actually $1 billion higher than originally
2: forecasted, right? Correct, and HSBC plans to complete this buyback by February 2024. In fact, it aims to total $7 billion worth of buybacks for this year. This news pushed HSBC's London shares up by 1% in early trading. However, its Hong Kong-listed shares actually slipped 1.46%, underperforming the broader financial market index.
0: Now the bank's wealth business is reportedly performing well?
2: Indeed, Grace. This division has successfully attracted $34 billion of net new invested assets just within the quarter. Revenues in this sector have grown by a significant 12% so far this year. On the other hand, the bank's overall net interest margin contracted as customers started moving their deposits to term products, notably in Asia. A big
0: concern for HSBC has been its exposure to the troubled commercial real estate sector in mainland China, hasn't it?
2: Absolutely. The bank had to book a $500 million impairment related to this troubled sector. There are contrasting views within HSBC on this situation. Its CEO, Noel Quinn, is optimistic that the worst is over. However, the bank's CFO, George Elhedary, expects a few more bumpy quarters ahead.
0: And this has a knock-on effect on what's happening with HSBC's Asia-focused competitor, Standard Chartered, right?
2: Yes. Just like HSBC, Standard Chartered is feeling the sting of exposure to China's ailing real estate and banking sectors. It reported a significant decrease in its third-quarter profit by one-third.
0: A lot to digest there. Thanks for breaking it down for us, Chloe. My pleasure, Grace. That's Chloe, our finance reporter, filling us in with the latest on HSBC. Now to move on to our next story. That's all we have for now. Today's episode was made by Alexander King with GPT-4, GPT-3.5 Turbo, the 11 Labs Text-to-Speech API, and the Google Cloud Text-to-Speech API. I hope you have a great day. I'll see you tomorrow, Alex.